Welcome to the Crump Diddy Show. On today's podcast, we're talking divorce and separation. It's never easy. For some people, that is the most frightening thing they can ever hear in a relationship. For some people, they couldn't be more happier. It's liberating. You know, and I got to tell you from experience, it can be both uh, depending on how you look at it. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to tell you some tips and tricks. I'm going to give you some advice on what to expect if you're going to go through a divorce. Uh, or a separation. Most people nowadays are not married, but they're in such a serious relationship that they live together, they manage finances together. Hell, they even have a fucking kid and a house together, mortgage. You know, like they got they got a lot of shit in their names. And it's never easy because that's pretty much close to a marriage if you think about it. The only difference is, is when you go through divorce, it's more legally binding as far as who gets what and who owes this, who owes that. It's more of a more fucking stressful process. And in this country, unfortunately, there's the biggest myth. Uh, Well, I don't want to say myth, but depending on how you handle it, you'll be part of that statistic where women have the advantage over divorces, Uh, which I'll give you advice on how to counter that as well. Now, let's start with separation. Uh, Well, actually, you know what? Let's make it easier on this podcast. Let's let's start talking about the issues where both these things have in common as far as what you're going to go through, regardless of whether it's a divorce or a separation. Because, like I said, they're pretty much identical. Only one's a legally binding contract and the other one's, ah, well, we shook hands and we hope for the best and shit just went south. But in the end of the day, the pain and suffering, stress and, and changing and all that shit, it's all, it all flows in the same fucking river of shit. So... Pretty much the first thing you want to do when this is happening. Let's say you're on the receiving end. All right. We'll cover both angles the most we can on this podcast. But let's say you're on the receiving end. Your partner just comes out of nowhere and hits you with, you know, I want to, we got to break up. This is not working. Or we got to get a divorce. It's not working. Okay. Now there's two things that are going to happen in this scenario. You're going to be shocked, caught off guard and hurt. And you're going to want to ask why, you know, what's wrong? How can we fix this? Or you're you're gonna be happy in an agreement. You're gonna be like, yeah, you know what? Shit, I I just wasn't. I just didn't want to be the first one to bring it up. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, I'm not feeling the same either. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But usually, the most common scenario is the first one, which is it catches you off guard, and you want to know why. You want to see what you can do to fix it. And a lot of times, it may be too late when that happens because a lot of times, the person may have kind of left. You know, warning signs try to talk to you about this and try to talk to them about how they're not happy and you know a lot of times there's warning signs but sometimes there's not sometimes there could be someone else you know they could be having an affair or they can just been influenced by their friends and family and you know they realize they're not happy with you and they don't want to even want to try to work things out with you they, they they fall for the whole grass is greener on the other side uh mentality and they just don't even want to give you the the opportunity to fix it regardless in the end of the day, you were caught off guard by this. Now, whether you choose to ignore their their warning signs and their pleas for help, you know, and their pleas to you to try to fix this and make the relationship better, well, only you know that. But in the end of the day, them deciding they want to end it with you and they catching you off guard, well, that's all going to be the same. But the first thing you want to do when this happens is remain calm. Remain calm. I'm telling you, I know it's easier said than done, but don't make the mistakes that I did. 
you know, or that other people have done when these type of uh, announcements were made. And so you got and you start freaking out. You start getting angry. You start getting emotional. You start thinking, well, what about the kids? What about the house? What about the mortgage? What about what, everything we work for? What about this? You know, what about our history together? You start getting emotional. You start throwing a whole bunch of shit on the table, you know, and you start fucking freaking out and and sometimes that can even lead to a bigger argument sometimes shit that you may regret may happen you don't want your behavior you don't want especially if you have kids you don't want them to see that side of you come out you know you want to remain calm a calm mind is a focused mind okay and you have to accept this this one thing that I, I, for a while i didn't want to accept you know, at the early stages of when there was trouble and I knew that the separation and divorce was coming, a lot of my friends who went through the same problem also expressed the same thing. Is If they would have just accepted this one fact in their head, it would have been a lot smoother. And that is that in the end of the day, if you see that there is no way to fix this and this person doesn't want to fix it, then this was something that was never meant to be to begin with. Regardless of what you guys have built together, regardless of the houses, the cars, the big family, the amount of kids you guys popped out, all that shit came as as a byproduct of something that just wasn't meant to be. And with the exception of the kids, everything else is just unfortunately going to go down the drain. Shit, everything else doesn't even come with you to the grave anyways. It wasn't meant to be. Sometimes you have to learn that it's time to move on. And you have to, you got to pay the piper. You know, nobody likes to fucking, okay, uh, who gets to keep this? Who gets to keep that? Nobody likes to give up everything, sell shit randomly that they don't want to. You know, having to let you know, the significant other that fucked everything up and wants to leave, keep shit that they feel like they don't deserve, that they didn't buy. Nobody wants to go through that process, but I'm telling you, trust me, if you calm down and try to be peaceful and amicable about the whole situation it's going to go quick and easy for you because there's nothing more that makes things worse more stressful more dramatic more drawn out more time consuming than splitting up or in this case divorcing somebody through the court with somebody that you're already at war with do not go to war with this person do not go to war i'm telling you look the other way especially if you got kids Especially if you got cars and houses together, you want to figure this shit out. But you, you remember, two brains work better than one. And I'll tell you this from example: is one thing I will say about my ex is that, despite everything that happened, I'm not going to get into what happened. It was a pretty dark past, you know. And uh, although I do want to talk about it on a podcast, I'd rather wait till I got permission <laughs> to do that. I don't want problems with that, but. Despite all the bullshit, and people who know me personally knows that I was a fucked up ride, man. There was a lot of shit that happened in there, and, you know, we could point fingers at each other for, for, for fucking decades to come, but it won't make a difference. The point is, it was a fucked up ride. And I'll tell you, man, the one thing that I had to figure out, and I'm sure she had to do herself, figure out, is we have to work together as a team. Because we had kids, man. We had kids, and... You know, I mean, I say had, like they're not here. I mean, thank God they're still here. We have kids together. And, you know, we, have, and believe me, there was police that, that were called and there was a lot of fighting and all that. Trust me, it was not fucking pretty. Okay. But despite everything, we realized that going to war was not going to 
be what was best for us because we both knew that, we, that if we wanted to go to war with each other, we were going to start gouging out some motherfucking eyes. Okay, there was going to be a lot of shit and our kids were going to be the ones that really lost everything through it. So thankfully, we came together on one thing and that was our kids. So it made our custody agreement easier and made uh, everything as far as far as child support easier because you both were on the same page, which is why you have to calm the fuck down, especially if the person, especially if you're not the one that wanted this. You know, if you're not the one that wanted this, you know, you got to you got to accept the fact that, hey, man, this wasn't your choice. They're the ones that wanted to make this choice. So, you know what? Let me, let's make it easier for both of us and just give them what they want initially, which is the agreement that it's going to end and separate. And now that you have agreement and you have respect on the table, now let's start peacefully working together on how we're going to separate things. I'm telling you, you can negotiate better with your significant other if you're on the same page. If there's no disrespect, there's no name calling, there's no yelling, there's no fighting, there's no threatening. Trust me. Take my advice. The first step is calm the fuck down take a deep breath and as you're taking that br- that deep breath start accepting the fact that if there's no way to fix this then this was never meant to be and it's time to move the fuck on okay i get it you don't want to fucking you don't want to give up that car that you were making monthly payments on because it's nice and you got to go back to driving a fucking a shitty used car believe me i know i've been there you know believe me that nice house that you guys fucking, you know, made it your priority. You worked hard. You saved money. And you moved out of the ghetto to move to that nice house in a nice neighborhood next to the nice school for your kids. Now you got to fucking, you know, both you got to move back in with your parents. Or both you got to downsize into something shittier. And, you know, one of you has to go back to work because, you know, you were letting the other one be the breadwinner. And, you know, you thought by popping out kids you'd be a housewife, you know, or a house dad or whatever the fuck. Stay at home dad. Stay at home mom. You know, and now you got to go back to work using your fucking degree or whatever. And because you didn't expect this person to call, call it quits on you. And you were living the comfortable life. You weren't happy. You probably weren't happy. You're probably miserable. Sex life was probably miserable. But you figured, oh, we have a nice cars, nice house. We got kids or, you know, this guy, we go, we live in a nice condo or whatever. I don't want to give this shit up. I, I, I don't like the guy. I love him. I care about him. But, you know, he's nothing. He's not you know, sexually and, or I'm not in love with him. Passion, the passion's dead, whatever the fuck, man, whatever combination you want to throw at this. If it's not meant to be, believe me, it's not meant to be. You would know because if you try to fix it and they don't want to fix it, that's it. You're going to try to revive a dead horse. So calm down and relax because I'm telling you, uh, when you go and sit in front of that judge Okay, what's going to end up happening is when you go to war with each other, okay, when you guys are not on the same page and you guys cannot fucking make up and make peace to make this separation and divorce go by peacefully, you're going to go through mediation. And mediation is just nothing but a bunch of blood-sucking hustlers to try to find out who can fuck who harder. That's what it is. That's what mediation is. It's basically you're sitting in the room with representatives and you're trying to figure out, they're trying to figure out who can fuck who harder. Okay, if you this is what you got to come together with your wife or your husband or if you uh, if this is and of course, this won't only apply if you're married, because you got to go through that extra step of having a judge sign off on it. You know, you come together and say, listen, okay, 
let's give each other what we both want. Okay, let's meet in the middle. You know, how can we work out custody? How can we work out child support arrangements? If it's going to be 50-50 custody, can we come to a more realistic monetary value? Um, you know, I don't want to sleep in my car. I don't want to live in my car. You know, um, you're already getting what you want. You know, I want to make sure you get this, you get this, you get this. All I'm asking is since I'm going to be spending the equal amount of time with my kids, can we make this, you know, possible? I, I don't want to lose time with my kids. And a judge, here's the thing, a judge, if a judge sees that a father is actually fighting to have custody with his kids, like, you know, 50-50 custody and having the, um, the, the right to see them and spend time with them and raise them, okay, and that you're willing to also pay child support on top of that, okay, a judge is going to hear you out because a judge, you have to understand a judge is used to fathers never, not even showing up, a uh, father not just wanting to pay child support, but not actually, you know, raise the kids, you know, judges are used to seeing more deadbeat dads than anything, which is why women, you know, historically over the last couple of decades, usually get the upper hand in court because the system itself is so used to it being the single moms that got to deal with this shit. You know, it's not every day where men are fucking men pound their chest and be like, yeah, what's up? I want to fucking raise these kids. I want these kids to get annoyed at me because every day they're fucking seeing my face and I'm helping them out with their homework and I'm fucking feeding them and I'm teaching them life lessons and I'm fucking part of their birthday parties and soccer practices. They fucking, they're getting annoyed because I'm always there. I'm part of their everyday life and I'm loving them and I'm fucking raising them. Judges are like, yo, what the fuck is this? Is this happening? They got to pinch themselves. And it's the sad fucking truth. The judges are not used to seeing men say, I don't give a fuck if she slashed my tires. I'm taking a fucking Uber or I'm going to go for a Forrest Gump jog all the way to the courthouse. I don't care. I'll wake up four hours earlier than I have to if I got to walk to the courthouse. I don't care. I'll take a bus. If the if the, the appointment's at nine, at 9 in the morning, I'll wake up at 3 in the morning and walk my ass there. So you want to be there at the, at the appointments of the judge. You want to be there the day of court. And you want to show the judge that you are willing to cooperate, that you both are cooperating, okay? When a judge sees that two parents are cooperating, believe me, you make their life so much fucking easier. You know, the system is so used to seeing just single moms show up, you know, or dads wanting to pay the cheapest child support ever, but never fucking pick up their kids or raise them or spend time with them, Okay. You know, or I'll pay $100 a month and I'll have a one week in a month. Like, no, no. The judge is so used to seeing one-sided deals because there's only one person showing up. You know, and then you see a lot of guys like, oh, she don't let me see my kids. She don't let me see my kids. Uh, what was the last time you wanted to see your kids? What was the last time you made the effort? When was the last time you showed up to the court appearance? When was the last time you said, no, I want 50-50 custody? You know, I want this. I want that. I want to be there. That's the thing, man. I'm telling you. I've, I've seen this. I've, the times that I've been to court, not for things like this, <laughs> you know, for like speeding tickets or whatever, you know, I've, t- I've you know, I made small talk, man, you know, with litigation people and lawyers and, and, you know, and I've even talked to a judge when I was in Lake County, you know, and, you know, it's it just it was crazy how all, all these people had the same fucking thing to say. It's that they're so used to seeing this is this is why. That myth was was brought up. Now I get it. There is that that rare scenario where the woman gets the favor, even uh, the the court is in favor of the woman, even though the guy 
is doing everything he can. I, I've heard that before, but it's so small of a percentage compared to what is typically, you know, being um, shown, you know, in the courts. And that's true, you know. <clears throat> and in the, the judges that rule in favor of women, despite the fact that the guy wants to be a father, wants to be there in his kid's life, that's fucked up, you know. Um, but either way, you're gonna you're bettering your chances if you stay calm, don't go to war, work together with this person. And I know it may seem like you can never see eye to eye with this person. Okay. And sometimes they'll be belligerent. Sometimes they're not even negotiable. And I get it. And if that's the case, okay, you still want to show yourself in court. Make your voice heard. Because a judge that can physically see you and hear your voice is a judge that can work with you. Because I'm telling you, they will see that you're not the one that's being belligerent or unreasonable. They'll see that she is. Or, and sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes it's the guy who's belligerent. Is not really, don't think this is something all on women. I don't want you guys to think that I'm taking sides here. You know, I trust me. I've I've read on Reddit posts. I've seen on YouTube videos. I've seen all sorts of different uh, media outlets. You know, where it's the where it's the father being fucking ridiculous. So trust me. But whether you're a woman or a man, just show up. Be calm. If you're there, your voice is heard. If you're showing, if you're telling them that I want to be in these kids' life, I want to do this, I want to do that, make your voice heard. Now, I know that was primarily talking about child support and custody, but that's usually the, the hardest part in a divorce. Because other than that, you know, if you guys are just fighting over monetary shit, it's going to be split 50-50 anyways. If you, I mean, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Um, in a court... and. It's just as long as you both show up because you both are obviously going to want to fight for things. If you both show up, you know what? Like I said, just be cool, calm and collective and reasonable. In the end of the day, it's going to probably be 50-50, you know, and just accept it. Accept it and close that chapter in your life. Okay. These all the whole concept about this is, is you want to be calm. You want to be cool and collective. You want to show up. You want to make your voice heard. But you want to be respectful. You want to try to work with the person. I know that sometimes it's hard because it seems like you're working with your worst enemy. But trust me, this is the time to be a diplomat or to learn how to be one. Because if you lose your shit, you will lose everything. I'm telling you, you know, the after effects of separation and divorce. Let's start with that. You know, it's time that you start making phone calls to family members on whose couch you're going to sleep on, you know, and, um, let, you know, fucking making space for your kids. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're going to have to live with family members, you know, until, until you can get on your feet with a job and, and save up money for your own place. You know, sometimes you don't have to worry about that because if you sell the house in time, you can use that money to basically put it as a first and last for a rental property and, you know, and buy you some time to get a job. Or if you already had a job, even better. You just stick with the same job and, you know, and hope that you sell your house in time. Sometimes, if you know, that you can sell your house pretty quickly. Now, my advice to you guys is if you do have a house together, do not walk away from that house. Do not have it where one person leaves. It's both your houses. At the end of the day, you both should be able to, even if someone's got to sleep on the couch, okay? This is why I tell you, you got to work together. You got to find mutual ground and work together because it's a lot cheaper if you can stay in that property together into something comes your way, a buyer of the house 
you know, you know, something because that way you both can take the profits. If there's ever, if there is any, depending on your mortgage deal, you can take split the profits and walk away and you have some money in your, in your account. And that process, you want to start talking to friends and family members as a backup. You want to start looking for rental properties. You want to start trying to make these moves while you're waiting for the house to sell, you know, or whatnot. Or if you're in a rental property, you want to try your hardest to not break that lease and fuck up your credit, you want to either try to, you know, live there peacefully and mind each other's business and work together, all right, until the lease is up, or talk to your leasing office and see what you got to pay, um, you know, in order to break the lease where it doesn't go on your credit, or you're just going to have to fucking break the lease. But do not leave that rental property. Okay, try to buy yourself time by working with your partner and, and you both to find exit strategies. You want exit strategies. You don't want to fucking rush into something because you're heated and pissed off and that plan backfires and now you're homeless. Have an exit strategy. This is why when you're going through a divorce or separation, you want to, once again, for the millionth fucking time, be calm and work together so where you both have an exit strategy. You know, regardless of that's waiting till the lease is up, regardless of that is fucking waiting till you have a buyer for your house, you know, regardless of that's waiting to see which family member can take you in or take you in with the kids, regardless, you want to have an extra strategy. You cannot have a strategy and you cannot plan for this if you're at fucking war with each other, throwing fucking bricks at each other and calling the cops and all sorts of shit. No, man, drop all that bullshit. You both, you both should be able to be cool and calm and collective and realize, hey, look, look, can we just hang in there? This is going to end. We're both going to move on with our lives. But in the meantime, can we just work together so we both can get what we want? That's the important psychological strategy you need to have. You need to emphasize, all right, let's work together on the extra strategy so we both can get what we want. That's what you want to do. So deal with that because I'm telling you an extra strategy is important. You know, um, when it comes to, you know, things, like I said, if you guys are, if you guys don't have kids, you know, you guys just have monetary things. Well, be prepared to take a loss. If you want things to be done the easiest possible way, if you want to move on from it quick and close that chapter, be prepared to take a loss. Okay. Be prepared to take a loss. When I went through my, my divorce, you know, when I had to, when me and my ex, when we split up or whatever, I lost everything and I had to basically move across the country so I can still be with my kids. I moved over here to Washington state and I had to start all over again. I had to literally start all over again. Okay. And I had a, I had a nice car that had to be given up. You know, I was living in a house. It was a rental house, but it was still a nice house right behind my kid's school. It was just fucking convenient. My life was organized and it was just very, I don't know, man. I just, Everything was finally coming together and then boom, I had to give everything up and give up that life of comfort and come all the way over here across the country back to fucking to uh, to cold, freezing, wet weather because I wanted to be next to my kids. I want to be in their lives and I had to start all over. So I want and get a fucking cheap used car and, you know, uh, go back to living in a small ass apartment. It happens. OK, everything is going to be OK. You know, sometimes you got to give up a nice job when you relocate. It's okay. Fuck it. Who cares if you got to work fast food? It sucks, you know, but it's better to make some money than no money. Things that suck don't last forever. 
Because you know what? They don't last forever because you are going to work hard to make that plan. An exit strategy is, especially in times of sacrifice and hardship, an exit strategy out of anything that's toxic in your life is what you need to have. And in order to have that, you need to be cool, calm, and collective, and you need to use common sense. And you need to work together sometimes with the people you hate in order to get what you want, you know? And I tell this to people, this advice is very, because I can't tell you so many people that I've met in my life that were with somebody because they took care of them. Not because they're in love with them, because that love faded, but they stayed with them because they had kids, they were comfortable, they paid the bills or whatnot. And guess what happened? They had no exit strategy and they didn't think it would happen and it happened. And because they were caught off guard and because they were so, they were so emotional, so pissed off, you know, try to hang on to a marriage because they didn't want to give up that comfortable life. And they, you know, they had the kids and they had the house and, you know, whatever. Sure, they weren't really in love. They just loved the person, you know, but they stuck with it and they got caught off guard when the person said, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. You know, I don't want this anymore. We got to figure this out. You know, I'll pay the child support or whatever, you know, but yeah, we need to, we, this thing that we have, it's got to close. It's got to go, you know? Um, I'm tired of sneaking around cheating. I'm tired of doing stupid shit as a result of not being happy in this marriage. So we got to break this up. And the person's caught off guard. They don't know what to do. So they're getting emotional. They're getting angry. They're getting upset. They're fucking, oh my God, this nice comfortable house I'm wearing. These nice cars that we're driving. The kids, what the fuck? My, my country club. Oh my God. The, you know, the nice city I live in. All this shit. I'm telling you, I've seen, I've known so many people that were stuck in dead end marriages and they didn't want to have an extra strategy. They, you know, they weren't cool, calm, and collective. They weren't thinking of, of plan Bs and plan Cs and backup plans. And so when this shit happened, they were trying to save or revive a dead horse. They were freaking out. They weren't calm. They weren't cool, collective. They weren't thinking straight. And guess what happened? They got fucking ranked to the ringer through the courts. They got fucking, they got, they lost more shit than they needed to lose. They had the downsides. They had the, I mean, all this crazy shit happened. They got fucked over a, a possible good deal. Because they wanted to go to war. They were so upset. They were trying to revive a dead horse. I'm telling you all this shit. I sound like a fucking parrot, but it's the truth. I want you to understand that. Okay? Regardless if you're rich or poor, this going through a divorce or separation sucks. But regardless if you're rich or poor, it will suck more if you are going to war with the person. You've already went through war long enough. That's exactly what got you in this mess to begin with. Okay, because you didn't pay attention. You didn't want to fix things when they gave early warning signs or maybe they caught you off guard or maybe there was cheating involved. And that's it. It's got to end, you know, and you guys fought. And you hate each other over this and all this bullshit. You guys, they hated each other's in-laws or whatever the fuck, man, whatever caused this shit to collapse. You got to accept that it's over if they don't want to fix it. Okay, and because they don't want to fix it. It's easier. You both can work together and negotiate. Now you got to turn this in from trying to save a marriage to now negotiating and becoming fucking diplomats to now both get what you want as and has as part of your exit strategy. You know, so the one thing I want you to get from this advice in this podcast is be cool, be calm, be collective and have a backup plan. OK, and accept Accept that you're going to have to take a loss on certain things 
that come with separation and divorce, except that it's okay to start all over. It's okay. Sometimes when you start all over, you now have the knowledge, the cheat codes, should I say, you know, I hate to use a video game reference, but you now have the knowledge. It's like, you know, you, you, you know, when you ever went through something hard in your life because it was something new to you, but then when you went through it again, it was easier because you already knew all the, oh, you know, all the right and wrongs of that scenario. It's like when you play a video game for the first time, it's kind of difficult. But when you go back and play it again, now it's more fun because you already know what not to do and how to do things better. That's the same fucking concept in life. Sometimes starting over sucks because you lose so much. There's so much there's so much anger, frustration, depression, and change. And you, you just you feel you're at this bottomless pit that seems like there's no way to climb out. And there's no way you're fucking sleeping in cars and and you're fucking homeless temporarily or you're living with family members that don't like you and make you feel like shit every day because you're a bum and you're staying with them, you know, and, and you got no support. Your friends don't have your back and you just you lost your job or you broke. You got fucking six dollars in your bank account and you don't know what the fuck to do. And, you know, you got a kid's birthday coming up and you don't got money for a gift. And then, you know, people are looking down. It's all sorts of shit that happened when it comes to this. A lot of examples that I just threw out there are shit that I heard from friends and, and family members and shit that even I went through myself, you know? And I'm not mentioning names of the friends or family members, but these are all shit that's all happened with them. You know, they went from fucking living a nice, comfortable life, big family, fucking picket fence, everything, family dog, to fucking living in a fucking truck, okay? Because they were not cool, calm, and collective they thought because this person was belligerent, anger, anger, you know, full of anger and, and hate and whatever and being unrealistic that they couldn't, they had to match it with, you know, fight fire with fire. And you don't want to do that. It's okay to lose everything if it means that you're going to start a new chapter and become a better version of yourself. Sometimes, like I mentioned in previous podcasts, people are not meant to be in your life. They're meant to be in your life for a small amount of time to teach you things, okay? And to show you the reality of things because the person that really is meant to be in your life is coming soon, okay? Or the thing that was of the original scenario that was meant for to happen in your life is happening. It's going to happen, but first you need to go through some road bumps. You need to get prepared for what's meant to be. Sometimes life is all about training. It's like fucking Rocky movie. You know, you got to hit some downfalls. You got to go some losses. Then you got to go through a fucking training montage with some nice 80s music in the background. And then boom, to fucking get to the top of the mountain and fucking win and win better than you originally thought you, you know, you won in the past. So I'm telling you, it's all, it's all a learning process, but you can make this shit harder than it needs to be. If you're going to be unreasonable and belligerent in return, find a way to be a diplomat, be smart about it. Show up to court dates, okay? Show your face, you know, be peaceful, be amicable, think straight, use common sense, you know, accept that there's going to be some things you're going to lose and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm talking about monetary and physical things. I'm not talking about your fucking kids and whatever, because you should always fight for your kids, regardless if you're living in a fucking car 
Okay, and and your time spending with your kids is you driving around in your car, you know, talking with them and having, you know, giving them dollar cheeseburgers. Okay, and just talking about their day and maybe taking them to the park and playing around with them and tiring them out or whatever. Kids like that shit. They like spending time with their parents, you know, eating with their parents and talking with their parents and playing hide and go seek. And they like the interaction, love and affection. The fuck where it comes from, whether it comes from a 1992 Toyota Tercel. You know, or a BMW. Kids just want to be a part of your life. So show up, be a part of your kid's life. Show up to the court dates, you know. And if if it's just a separation, just work peacefully with your partner. At the end of the day, they're angry and they're frustrated and they're going to be belligerent because they want out. And they think that you're probably going to fight them for it. But if they see that you're willing to work with them, you'll see how quickly that anger uh, dissipates. You have to use common sense. Calm down. So, guys, with that being said, I hope that this helps you out. I hope that this will guide you on the do's and don'ts of separation and divorce. You know, you know, just I'm telling you, I know it's tough. I know it's tough, but you'll see that better things will come your way as long as you're willing to open your heart. And your mind and your soul and the idea to bigger and better things, you know. So with that being said, guys, I hope that the process is simple for you. I hope that it's something that passes quickly in your life and you're able to move on from it. For those of you already been through, you probably already know what I'm talking about. This probably made you chuckle or giggle a little bit because you remember what it was like going through a separation divorce and you realize, hey, that's true. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know what? I did lose my shit. I did blow my cool. Or you know what? He's right. Fuck it, man. I was calm and shit, you know? And now me and my my ex get along well. I'm already moved on with somebody else. And, you know, I get to see my kids. Everyone's happy. Fuck it. You know, well, it's a chapter in the past. What You know, it wasn't meant to be. But you know what? Everybody's at peace now. And that's all you ever want to get out of something like this is peace. So... With that being said, guys, I hope this helps you out. Uh, make sure um, to follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash crumpdiddy. Make sure you send me a private message. If there's something you need me to talk about, you need advice on, something that you just are too embarrassed to ask other people, okay, and you want to re- re- uh, remain anonymous, message me on facebook.com slash crumpdiddy. I I don't mind. I I can't promise you that it'll be the next podcast I do, but it will be on the list of podcasts to come. Uh, I will send you a message directly when it's about to drop, so you at least know. I'll give you confirmation that I will make a podcast of it. Um, I may group other issues together in one podcast. I may do that, depending on how complex the message is. I may have three different people's things. I already got some messages in already. Um... And I've already reached out to those people. I will be making podcasts about that. Matter of fact, two podcasts that I'm I'm releasing this week have to do with people messaging in for advice or wanting to hear my input on something. So, you know, I'm already getting messages in. I'm getting more Facebook likes on there. More people are reaching out from the show. I like that. I appreciate you all for doing that. So anyways, guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll keep you updated on my son's condition. I, I don't know if you guys have been following on Facebook. Uh, he was in the. He's been in the hospital for an infection, um, but you know he seems to be responding well to the to the medication. I'll keep you posting on that. It's your boy Crump Diddy. Peace.